from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I'm George Campbell, joined by the one and only Dr. John Deloney, and we're taking your calls at 888-825-5225. John, you ready to do this? I am ready to do this. Just seeing if you're paying attention. Always. Here we go. We're kicking it off with Ben in Atlanta, Georgia. Ben, how can we help today? Hey, uh, I was hoping for some advice. Um, So I'm in law school right now, and uh, I'll graduate this May. And I've got this kind of impending awkward financial situation where after I graduate, I have to take a few months to study for the bar and then take the bar exam. And that's pretty much full time. So I'm not going to have much or any money coming in, but I'm still going to have expenses. And, and talking to people about how they pay for that. You know, some people take out student loans, some people put it on credit card. Uh, I also have some Roth IRA contributions. I think about maybe pulling from, but I was just wondering what your advice is to, to deal with that sort of situation. Ooh, man. Uh, I would, one, I would tell you <laughs> it's not, I, I was a Dean of students at a law school for years. It's not kind of a part a full-time job it's a thousand percent it's two full-time jobs and then a nighttime job <laughs> studying for the bar right what kind of law are you going to do man um uh, public finance uh, municipal bonds good for you man cool very cool way to go um are you in any debt right now probably a billion dollars uh, i have no student debt um i've got uh, a little over three thousand dollars in credit card debt um, How'd you get through law school with no student debt? Uh, my undergrad tuition was free. Um, the state of Georgia lottery paid for it. Uh, and then um, my law school has been cheap, uh, a little less than $3,000 a semester after scholarships. Uh, and I, I worked in the summers and I worked part-time. Awesome. Dude, that's amazing. So you've got three grand in credit card debt. Anything else? Um. No, uh, and I'll say so. Uh, um, twenty five hundred of that three thousand is uh, interest free until twenty twenty five. So I was kind of just putting off paying that until uh, after I graduated. But um, that's no, uh, no other debt. How much do you have in the bank? Um, I have uh, in cash savings. Uh, I think twelve hundred dollars, um, and then I've got my IRA. Okay. So until you have to quit working, how much could you save up if you just did nothing else but save up, stack up cash? Yeah. Um, right now, after tax, uh, I make, um, and after rent, I, I, I'm bringing home about 500 bucks a month. Um, Oof. And so, how many hours is that? That's after rent and everything. Uh, yeah, I, I work about 15 hours a week. Um uh, sorry, what was your other question? You're saying your net income is 500 bucks? Or you're saying after all your uh, bills, you have 500 bucks? After, after running utilities. Um, and then, and then my, uh, yeah. So, so I, I, I get paid 30 bucks an hour. Uh, I'm able to work about 15 hours a week. So it's around 1800. Uh, but then I'm, I'm a contractor. I have to pay self-employment taxes. And then my rent is, um, like 1300 basically let's, let's flip it around this way um between graduation are you gonna take the summer bar i am yeah okay so you need two to three months living expenses right right you basically have a five-month runway depending on how difficult your 3l year is gonna be 
Some folks set their their second semester three L year up to go ahead and do clinics, and it's kind of it's easier. Some of y'all wait and pile everything up on that last semester, and it is a nightmare. What have you done? Uh, it's fairly light. Very uh, cool. I have okay. two classes, a clinic and a mini course. Uh, okay, so I I, I don't want to over dramatize it, but it's really a math problem that you have four to five months to solve. And are you your thirty dollars an hour? Are you clerking right now somewhere? Yeah, at a law firm. Okay. Um, you may have to, for five months, swallow your pride and deliver pizzas at night. Okay. Which sucks. But I would put a dollar amount. What is it going to take you to survive for two and a half months? Is that six grand? Yeah, four grand. What's your rent, expenses, utilities? And then can you put that money in a bank by the time you graduate? Okay. I think this is very I doable. Mean, you got maybe. five months to save up a few grand. You know, say another five grand on top of the money you have. And uh, you can make, if this is kind of a storm mode, you could pause and, and make minimum payments on the debt. But I'd rather just get this credit card debt out of my life and mm-hmm. have all my income at my disposal. Do you already have a job uh, lined up? Yeah, yeah um, I, I have to start by September 1st. Uh, I can ask to start early. So I'll probably start sometime in August. Okay. Do you. Um it's a public service job or is it a billable hour job? Billable hour. What's your, what, what are you billing out at? Uh, I'm not sure exactly uh, what they're going to bill me out no, at. No, no, I mean, what, um, what, are, what's your, what hours did you sign up for? Um, working at the firm? Yeah. Yeah. Um, how, many hours yeah you, were, how many hours did you agree to? 22, 21? Uh, they didn't specify in the contract. They oh, they haven't? Okay. Time. And the reason I'm asking that is this. If you signed up for 2,200 hours a year... You just signed away your life. And so I'm going to tell you, I would get this stuff out of the way as quickly as possible and build in some margin so you can exhale between the bar and when you start. If you signed okay. up for 1,700 hours, it's going to be a much slower pace. It's going to be a different kind of life. And man, you can go from the bar to a couple of weeks off to go see your family and then head right into work. See, see what I'm saying? That's what I'm getting at. But yeah. this, I don't overcomplicate this, man. It's a brother. It's a math problem. It's a math problem that you can reverse engineer and you got a pretty good runway and you're working hard and you have done the hard work on your first two years of law school. So to set yourself up for a perfect position and you're going to be the nerdy law school kid. Everyone's gonna be like, dude, why aren't you? And like, cause I'm not going to go into debt. I'm proud of you, man. Good for you. Good for you. You're going to be in a very different place than your peers. By the way, George, can we just say this? The Georgia promise. I'm making up the name of it. I don't know what it is, but public school went for free. Then went to yeah. law school and worked really hard. Like has done it all. You can't do Less that, bro. Than three grand. Did you say? A semester after scholarships, you must, after scholarships, yeah, worked real hard, dude. You've yeah. done it the right way. I'm proud of you, man. That's awesome. You're living proof no, that you don't have to go 400 good. grand into debt to be a lawyer. Yeah, yeah, good for yeah. you, man. We believe in you, Ben. You got this, man. Ooh, that's sorry. Uh, that was a lot of nerd hopeful. speak there. Sorry. No, well, you come from that uh, education world, and you were at a, a law school, yeah, so yeah. I, I was excited to have your take because you've seen the inside and seen people make really bad decisions, and a lot of law, uh, you know, positions. They don't pay these giant six-figure salaries. Yeah, yeah. Like they, you the see. average law, the average salary of a lawyer has definitely plummeted. And uh, so the ROI to go to school and spend three hundred grand for a law degree and then go and leave and make sixty, it doesn't make sense. Well, and I, I he's asking a great question, and I think every grad student, especially, but every student should ask this question. Um, you get done with law school. And then they tell you, oh, well, you got the bar exam. And everyone knows about the bar exam, but they don't realize, oh, you can't, you're not working. And so then you people find themselves, how am I going to 
eat for the next two months. More Monopoly money from Sally Mae. Then it's, well, you got to take another loan just to cover that. And then how's who's going to pay for your bar prep course? And all of this is a math problem that you got to solve on the front end if you can. Right. And Absolutely. So good for you, Ben. I'm proud of you, brother. This is The Ramsey Show. With more frequency than you know, I get calls and emails from people dealing with the recent loss of a spouse or a parent. You can hear the struggle and the heartache they've been experiencing. And at a time they should be grieving, what breaks my heart the most is the strain and tension they're going through because of money, especially when it's a situation that could have been avoided. If you have a family, it is your responsibility to have term life insurance. It is one of the things you do to show you care. And yes, this is an ad for Xander Insurance. But since this is one of the most effective ways I have to get my point across, so be it. For over 25 years, I've been telling you about the importance of term life insurance and protecting your family. Listen, you need to check out Xander.com or call them at 800-356-4282. I can't say it enough. Protect your family. It's what you're supposed to do. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, joined by Dr. John Deloney. Free call at 888-825-5225. You jump in, we'll talk about your life and your money. Beck is in Denver. Beck, what's going on? Hi. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. How can John and I help? Yeah, so uh, my wife and I started a business last year uh, uh, flipping like liquidation pallets for major retailers. We generated about $180,000 in just eight months doing wow. that. And uh, I, at that time, uh, my wife was working at an insurance company, and she quit her job uh, to focus on the business. Uh, but I have a full-time job at a software company working as a consultant, and I make about $82,000 there. So uh, my question is, should I quit my full-time job at the software company and focus my time on our business as well, since we have this great traction going right now. How consistent has this been month to month? It has been really consistent. Lately, it has uh, been generating about twenty to $25,000 a month. Goodness gracious. Uh, and that's just, that's just net um, after you know shipping and all the fees that we pay on the e-commerce side. Uh, wow. And how much time consistent. is this taking you guys? How many hours a week? A week, I would say, uh, well, uh, I usually put in whatever time I have after work, and my wife uh, puts all of her time into that, so I would say about 40 to 45 hours. Okay. And money aside, is this something you want to do? Do you want to get out of the software game and get into liquidation flipping business long term? Yeah, absolutely. I, I love doing it. It just almost doesn't feel like work when I do it. Uh, we, we, you know, receive shipments. And at the end of the day, I just have like a little bit more um, satisfaction of doing this job where I actually have labor while in my nine to five job at the software company is just Zoom calls. You know, it, it, there's really not that labor gratification at the end of the day. Okay. And you're doing this all debt free. You're buying all of these pallets and cash. Yeah, so um, I, well, both of us had about uh, $15,000 starting off in debt and credit cards, and I started watching Dave Ramsey show, and 
you know, the debt is, you know, I just came to learn that it's not really good. So I ended up paying all the credit card debt. Um, my wife has about $8,000 in student loans. Uh, but apart from that, we are pretty much debt free. Yeah, I'd pay off all your debt, get an emergency fund. And at that point, you've got some financial foundation under you to quit the software gig and go into this full time. But you could pay off this debt today, probably. I'm guessing you got some money in savings. Yeah, yeah, we have about uh, $80,000. And that's my next question is, should I reinvest it into back into the business, right? Buy more pallets or straight? Uh, you know, well, let's separate your personal and business right now. So let's say you pay off all of your debt and then set aside three to six mm -hmm. months of expenses. Let's lean six months of personal expenses. Then we're going to create, you already have a business bank account? You're doing this all through? Yes. Do you have a formal, you know, yep. do, you, do you set up an LLC or something? Yes. Yep. Okay. So on that side, you can have some cash reserves. And as you get money in there, you can then go buy more pallets and invest it back into the business and do it all with cash. I think that's really wise. Mm -hmm. So you guys can do this, I mean, very soon. You got 80000 in the bank. I would use that to set up yourselves personally on a, on a good financial standing, and then whatever's left over, we can reinvest in the business. What do you think, John? I don't see any red flags here to jump. You guys have done it the right way. You're cash flowing this thing. It's making, you know, multitudes more than your day jobs. What, why are you, you both nervous to it? leave your day job? Like, what's your hesitancy? It's just... I, I went to college for four years. My dad paid all my tuition, so I didn't have to get student loan. It's just quitting my job kind of feels like a slap in my dad's face, just, you know, saying, hey, I didn't end up using the degree at the end of the day. What did you learn from that degree? Uh, well, I graduated with a computer science degree, so I have, uh, you know, programming skills. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Are you I, making a lot of are you making an extraordinary household income on e-commerce? Yes. I would argue that it's connected You're to You're honoring degree. your father by saying, "Dad, you taught me a lot of skills." You you allowed me to go get an education, some of which here, here's the here's the big fallacy, dude. A lot of people are like, "Dude, I'm not getting a degree cuz I don't even use that degree." Bull crap. You learn how to read. You learn how to go uh, do different projects for different professors, which were different bosses in college. You learn how to do different programs. You learn how to think for yourself, how to get around and cut corners so you could get an A, even though you didn't want to do all the work, right? You learned a whole, whole bunch through that process. And so your dad's money's not wasted. In fact, I'm just telling you as a dad, if I paid for my son's school and he went and got a degree and worked really hard in that degree, and then hustled and created a business on the side that ended up making exponentially more money. And he came to me and said, Dad, I'm going all in on my own business that makes a jillion dollars that me and my wife do together. I would be so overcome with pride for my son. I'd be so proud of him. I think he was, I would have thought the, the amount of money I put in college that he has ROI to create a life for him that I didn't have for myself. Dude, I'm just, I'm just like, I would be beaming for him but mostly because he took what the small amount I gave him and he's made it uh, so much more. Now he can give in his community. He can be, he can build an amazing business to serve people. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally understand. And that's what my thinking has been. It's just like, I need confirmation on whether I'm, what I'm doing is right. 
Uh, well, I just I, I just want to make sure that, that security. You know? Yeah, that your hesitancy yeah. isn't. Yeah. Nah, this has been like a fun, cool two years, and then an AI bot's going to come out and do this thing in one second. What it takes us a week to do, and this gig's going to be up. Because if that's the case, dude, you had an awesome, fun ride for a few years. Make a bunch of money, pay off your house, and then it's a it was a cool ride. If you think no, 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 we've stumbled onto something for real, then man, congratulations, dude! Congratulations. Awesome. Thank you. Hope that yeah, helps, thank Beck. You. Thank you so much for the advice. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And George, uh, I, I love the Dave tells a story all the time about his, uh, I think it was his grandma used to always ask him, like, when are you going to get a real job, Dave? Oh, yeah. Right, because he was doing the Dave Ramsey thing. But when are you going to get a real job? And without ever understanding, like, oh, dude, I'm just, I'm not working for a corporation. I'm creating one. I'm building one. Well, the older generations, you know, they're they're used to a traditional career. So when you tell them, John's like, I, I'm a YouTuber. You're like, they don't know what that means, you know? And so I think it, that's the hard part is just helping parents understand what the heck this is. You know, if I told my parents, I'm running an e-commerce liquidation business, my mom's head would spin. Right. She would have no clue. My sweet Middle Eastern Arabic mom is like, what did, what did that mean? You know? <laughs> and so I think that's part of the problem is just explaining to our parents the newfangled career paths that are out there today, right. um, which, you know, that's a fine problem to have. We can solve that in a conversation. I I flip things on Amazon, Mom. Oh, okay, cool. That's great. I don't even you, know what that means. Because what they really care about, they're like, I make $250,000 doing this, Mom. And they're like, oh, yay, yeah. good are, for you. You know how Walmart buys things from the uh, the distribution house and then marks it up and sells it to you at their store? I just do that. I just do it at my house. Booyah. And I make a lot of money. Ta-da. Every parent just wants their kid to be successful. Not every parent. Some parents- Want them to fail. You will be a lawyer. Oh, yes. Well, see, I come from a Middle Eastern culture, mm-hmm. and so when you head into those you know, Eastern cultures, there's a lot of pressure of like, if you're not a lawyer, an engineer, or a doctor, I don't know what you are, and I don't care because you've disappointed me. There. That exists. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Let me call that out. But I think a lot of people were forced into that path, hated it, maybe even are successful at it and hate it, which is somehow even worse because they're like, I can't leave this. I'm a, you know. And that's a hard thing to do for the reputation of the parents because they can't go to their friends and go, what does your kid do? You can't say... He's a doctor. You have to say, he's in the liquidation e-commerce business. He flips half uh, empty pallets. But then you go, wait, he's making more than a doctor without going to med school? Sounds like he's winning at life, bro. And then they'll high-five you and say, good job, Dad. And then you'll get get to to beam a little bit. There it is. So drop the reputation, parents. I just want a successful kid with great character at the end of the day. And uh, Beck has proven that. This is The Ramsey Show. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by Dr. John Deloney. If you want to call in with your question, you can do that at 888-825-5225. Jeremy's up next in Atlanta, Georgia. Jeremy, what is going on? Hey. Hey, George, can you hear me? I can. Hey. I'm, I'm nervous, so bear with me. Dude, it's just me um, and John. It's just us. I'm, I'm sitting next to George Campbell, dude. I'm nervous I'm also. I'm both of you in October. Um, I came to um, Dr. John's book signing, and I already bought your book for me and all my siblings, George. Oh, so. that's so kind. I love, well, thanks I love for being a fan of ours, man. We're a fan thanks, of you. Thanks, brother. Yeah. What's up, man? Um, so I'll get to my question, and I'll give you some backstory. So how do I help my dad, who is dying in front of my eyes? Um, me and my mom watched the live stream last night, and instead of watching it, we basically 
I'm a, I'm a Ramsey. We're both Ramsey followers. And so instead of watching it, we actually just ended up talking about life. And I found out some stuff I'd never found out about my dad. Um, and I, I am my dad. So I understand that, like, I understand who he is. Um, and he's in a really dark place. Um, he's 59, retired military. Um, and I, and my mom has tried to help him for decades. Um, and she kind of asked me if I would, I guess, take on the burden to help him. Um, he, he has, is that, yeah, that's kind of the backstory. So dude, I just want to like hop right in here, dude. Um, two important things for you to hold very tightly to your chest. Okay. Okay. Number one, you are not your dad. Part of him is inside of you. Right. Uh But you're not him. Y'all are different people, different experiences, different life and all that kind of stuff. So you can feel like, no, I know what he's going through. You don't. Okay. That's number one. Okay. And hold that very loosely because if something happens to him um, and you start trying to get into his head inside his body and say, no, I know, I know, it really shuts off a dialogue between two people. Okay. So he's his own man. And you are too. You have very. You might have some similar traits. Y'all might have some very similar whatever. Half of him is you, but but there we go. Here's number two. I'm gonna walk you through like how you can love your old man right now, but quote unquote handling the burden is not your job. You're his son. Mm-hmm. Okay, and if you walk into this as he's a project, he'll smell it a hundred thousand miles away, and you'll never get close. Okay. If you decide, Dad, you're 59 years old, and I want to start spending some time with you. I love you, and I don't even know you that well. Could we start going to coffee once a month? Could we start filling the blank? Could we do this? I want you in my life. If you have that conversation with him, uh, now we've got a whole different ball game. Okay. But if you go into it as he's a project, and i got to go save him, unless he is going to hurt himself right if he is if he is suicidal then yeah i'm I'm getting all in i'm getting all in that mess right but short of that it's more it's more he he goes through the motions and he mopes around and he and he commits financial infidelity Mm -hmm. stuff like that is what he's struggling with so if you come after your dad with hey i heard you're cheating on mom with your money and stuff like like that's not gonna go well okay when's the last time you said hey man uh i'd love to just start doing something regular with you um, probably never. <laughs> exactly. And hey, here's here's what's really scary about this. He might look at you and tell you no. Mm-hmm. That's a possibility. Hey, Dad, I'd love to have like a weekly coffee with you. I'll go into work late and I just want to hang out. What? Why? Why? Uh, dad, because you're my dad and I miss hanging out. And I don't even, I want to hear some stories. I want to get your take on what's happening in the world. And I just, you need to get out of the house. Mom needs a break from you. Mm-hmm. And uh, you pay for the coffee every time. You pay for the breakfast every time. And you all meet once a week, and he might tell you no. And then maybe at that point you say, I love you, and I want you to be around for a long time, and I sure would love to hang out with you. Yeah, I don't I don't think I've ever heard him tell anyone he loves him, them. <laughs> When's the um, last time anybody but, told him? That, yeah, that's, I don't know. Okay. I mean, I've never done it either. Okay. Today's going to be the day. Tomorrow's going to be the, the day. I was, can I give you a suggestion? So I'm not, 
I'm better at writing my feelings down. Is that okay if I write him a letter and read that letter to him? You can. It's 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 very very For effective, sure. but it's not as effective. Okay. Okay. I'm just, yeah, I'm just wor- worried about him. Yeah. And in his decline, and it's not. Uh, does you know, does a, he have any hobbies, he, Jeremy? Like, what is he doing all day? Yeah. Okay. So right now he um so he owns a small business. Um, that's a hobby store. So like miniatures and, um, like magic gathering Pokemon cards or, um, this is George Camel paradise. Yes. And, but the, I think his, um, his passion project that turned into business has turned into a nightmare. Yeah. And that's turned into more shame and guilt. And then he just makes bad decisions ask family and friends for money yeah doesn't pay back and then he just cycles into more shame and and then i don't even know if he enjoys it anymore he works 50 hours a week doesn't pay himself a dime because he can't afford it and what has the conversations been with your your mom and your dad what are they talking to, to with each other like is she addressing this with him going hey honey we can't keep spending like this yeah does she, she have a vote she has, so i think she has given up on him and that she's tried her whole life from her perspective and now she i think he and her mind has lost his vote because he makes bad decisions and she feels the bur- she has felt the burden of being a working mom and raising three children and, and she's still working to, full-time yeah yeah she's working full-time getting her phd um she's a boss woman um and he kind of just i'm not I mean, she's even told me she's thought about divorcing him um, when we were teenagers. Um, here's the part that's hard, and I don't cut you off, but here's the part that's hard as a son, okay? All of the things that you're hearing might be 100% true. Mm-hmm. And if your dad was to really open up with you, he might tell you, son, 20 years with a woman that wouldn't let me breathe. Mm-hmm. She criticized, like you see what I'm saying. So there's always going to be another yeah. side to this, yeah. and that's why I, I wouldn't get into the. I'm trying to save you because you got one okay. side of a story. I'm not getting into the dad. You got to just ship up and get right. I would get into the. Da- You're my dad, and I would like to spend some time with you. You see the difference okay. here? Yeah, for sure. Um and. Like dad, you're and I with my dad, we're funny. Like we were pretty sarcastic with each other, and we always have been. But I would tell my dad, dad, you're old, and you're not going to be here forever. And um, I'd like to still be able to talk to you when you're before you before you don't even know what I'm saying. So let's set up a weekly conversation. I got a lot to learn from you, and then maybe you can look him in the eye and slip in there, and I love you. Okay. Right. I mean, I've lived at home for health reasons as an adult, and I don't need to know him. And I've been at home for 29 years, and I've, I, don't, I don't know him. Okay. And it just broke my heart last night that yeah. I don't even know him. I'm dead. Yeah. And maybe there's some shame that his 29-year-old son still lives at home, and he wishes that he didn't have health problems. He wishes he was able to afford for him to have his own. There's so much here, man. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just going to suggest to you, brother, stay out of it. Stay out of it and just tell your dad I love you and I'd love to spend some time with yeah. you. And over time, that's the shot you've got. That's the shot you got. Man. It reminds me, I was watching Mike Birbiglia's special. He's a comedian. Yeah, one of my Netflix favorites. special. One of my and favorites. he talks about how his family never says I love you and they say, take care. <laughs> that's their line. He's like, it's different. He's like, I say I love you and they say, take care. 
Yeah. And there's, I think, how much would that solve in America if we all just said, I love you and hugged each other? A like, lot. Three simple words that are so hard for us to say that cause so much discord and cause so much chaos. Yeah. Yeah. Man. And it's, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's tough. You talk about this a lot, it's just tough. this lack of connection that we have. Here's what I can tell you. I've sat with a lot of people who would do anything for 30 more seconds before their person passed to just say, I love you. So say it, say it, say it, say it, say it. I love you, John. I love you too, George. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, joined by Dr. John Deloney, host of The Dr. John Deloney Show. We're taking your calls at 888-825-5225. Jack is up next in Hartford, Connecticut. Jack, what's going on? Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are, how are you both? We're doing great. How can we help? Fantastic. I'm a fairly new listener, uh, but I've already picked up one pretty key piece of wisdom, which is to pay down debt. I'm very fortunate to be working a well-paying government job that I really enjoy. I have some cash and some investments, but I also have some student loans, and I'm looking at the interest rates on everything and weighing whether to pay them off aggressively now or to make minimum payments, save more aggressively, and wait for that public public service student loan forgiveness program at 10 years to to wipe away the debt. How far are you into this 10-year program? Yeah, I'm about two years in. How old are you? 24. Okay. So let's fast forward to 32-year-old Jack. Where is he? What is he doing? You know, if, if things go well, probably about what I'm doing now. I, I'm, I'm making good money. I, I like the work, and it's, it, you know, it's government, so I can't really be laid off, which is nice in times of economic stress. And what do you make? I'm making about 120000 now, and that goes up somewhere between 5 and 10% a year. Awesome. So hey, hold, hold, hold. you said a bunch of awesome things. Uh, you're 24, right? Yes, sir. All right, I got I got two decades on you. You 100 percent can get laid off, and you can get furloughed when the government starts throwing uh, uh, me like tennis balls at each other in the sandbox, and they won't pass a budget, and so they let things default, and they they keep getting paid, but you guys don't. It the, it, it feels like ah, oh, I got security. Not necessarily. Okay, more security than most, and that's why you make less money because you could probably make a lot more money out in the open market. Um, And the perception is you'd have less security, but yeah, dude, (laughs) it's it's hold on with all of your heart to your optimism. Um, You'll become disillusioned (laughs) soon enough. I'm proud of you. Thanks. The other factor in here, Jack, is we're going to have two more presidents before your debts are paid off. Does that not blow your mind? That's kind of crazy. Yes. And who knows what the heck's going to happen between now and eight years and if there's a pandemic and what. I just want to be free faster. You make 120 k I mean, how much debt do you have? So that, that's the, kind of the mechanics of the question is I have about 27000 in debt and I have about 30000 sitting in, uh, in cash in checking and savings accounts that get about 5% return, which is a higher percent than the interest rate on the debt. It varies between 3 and 4.5%. But doing the math on that, on the, the spread you're making, I mean, it's pennies compared to your actual income. 
Definitely. What you're making in savings versus what you're paying in interest, and I'm making $40 a month spread. That's $480 a year I can make from this while carrying the stress and the weight of this decision. I mean, it's the fact that you're calling into the show. It's weighing on you. You know, I, I think it's 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 more like if, if I'm if I have the cash at any time I can pay them off, right? And if I'm making more on the cash than the interest rates on the loans, should I just wait for the ten years? And, and if you know, God forbid, I get laid off next year, I can just pull the trigger and pay the pay the loans off right away. But am I crazy to, to kind of sit and wait and see if I can hit that ten year mark? You're not crazy. You're just normal. Which is crazy to us in here because <laughs> everyone says we're crazy because we're like, oh, why would you want debt, dude? You have the money. Pay it off. Be free. And I know some of these things have changed, uh, but depending on who's in office next year is depending on whatever promise they're going to make to you. And I had, I, I mean, I was the dean of students at a public law school and I had a lot of really brilliant students who decided to not go do um, big firm work and decided to be a public servant to help out their communities because the government's going to pay their loans back. And yes, it, it, it's some of them have ended up coming through, but for a long, long time, none of them got it. They'd apply, they'd apply, they'd apply. You promised, you said, hey, where is it? And they're like, yeah, we're not doing that anymore. And so here's what I'm telling you, just for me and my family, I put zero, none in the hands of the government 10 years from now solving whatever mess that I made for myself, which is borrow a bunch of money. Very reasonable. I, I appreciate that. Listen, I'm, I'm also looking at a pension plan and I've, I've got a rock and everything, but any parting words to a 24 year old who's still figuring out the world of uh, personal finance? Well, number one, uh, run the other way or culture's gone. So <laughs> You're so glad you called us, aren't you, Jack? He, here's the, I opened the book with this quote, uh, my new book, Breaking Free from Broke. It's from C.S. Lewis. When the whole world is running toward a cliff, he who is running in the opposite direction appears to have lost his mind. I think the hardest part about the Ramsey plan is this gnawing feeling that you're going a weird direction that no one else is going and it's so much harder to swim upstream and everyone's making fun of you going like, dude, you could make a spread in your savings account. Why would you pay off that low interest debt? You're an idiot. That's what most of culture is telling you on TikTok, right? That's right. And we're telling you, what if you could just have peace and freedom today and every dollar you make stays with you instead of going back out to a lender and you make different decisions when you don't owe anyone anything? And you're not worried about the spread and an interest rate, and instead you're just focused on your life and your family and your career. That's the life I want for you. It's it's way beyond math, which is hard to explain on paper. Or no, the, I, I, I'm getting a, a vague sense of it. it. It does sound pretty nice. Let, let me let, like in a more concrete way because you're a very very smart guy, brilliant, like a brilliant guy. George and I. We'll never, we were just talking about personal finance co conversation that we we're having both in our lives off air. Interest rate never came up because neither of us care about it. Neither of us care about it. I may have to move or I may end up moving and I may have to take a mortgage out on a house. So we're talking about it. the rate part. I don't care about could care less about it because it's, I'm not trying to play a rate game as though somehow I can, I can win a completely rigged system. If I put my toe back in that in that world and I get a mortgage for me and my family to move to a different community, then I will 
put all, I mean, I'll, I'll hit the gas with all I got to not have that more. I could care less because it's not about the interest rate for me. It's not about the math win or loss. It's about freedom for me. Nobody will own me and my family. And right now, I want you to think about it this way. You are in indentured servitude, servanthood to the government for a decade. For all of human history, that was a catastrophic punishment. And this is one that you are really trying to work hard to talk yourself into leaving. You see what I'm saying? I do. Yeah, no, I, I see where I've kind of gone astray. The government owns you for the next decade under this plan. Otherwise, you got the money right now. You could be free this weekend. Nobody owns you. And then you're going to save up some money because you make 120 grand. You're going to save up some money and you're going to get that 30 grand back filled up and you're your own bank. So you don't care what the interest rates are because you don't borrow money because you're your own bank. If you have an emergency, you just pay for yourself. Who cares? And now you're off to the races, building real wealth. Phenomenal. Well, thank you both so much for the time. I'll have to look into that book. Really appreciate it. Yeah, Jack, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you this as we close this hour. This is from the student loans chapter of my book. June of 2022, the PSLF forms submitted were a more than a million and a half and 12,500 were approved. That is a failure rate of 99.26%. Put another way, it's a success rate of 0.74%. Not even 1% were approved. And I saw one teacher post this really depressing viral video, John. He said, I didn't get approved because... I used a slash instead of a dash for the date on the application. And they said, nope, you didn't fill it out according to our terms, so we're not going to forgive the debt. This is the bureaucratic game we're playing. We're waiting 10 years, all to find out a slash or dash was the game changer. And by the way, those 10 years, they're um, making money on the interest, right? If you're paying these things in the meantime. Yeah, so people's loans are ballooning. The balances are going up over time because they're making minimum payments, doing income-driven plans, thinking this is the path. Someone's going to figure this out. I'm telling you, you got to solve for freedom, Be man. free, dude. Be and free. you can be free today. It's, I, there's no sacrifice involved here. Hang on the line, Jack. We're going to send you George's new book, Breaking Free from Broke, and you'll get it when it releases next week. Love that. That puts this hour of The Ramsey Show in the books. I'm George Camel. He's John Deloney. Thanks for listening.